Eve's Guide for Regular Guys. Tips and advice on developing confidence, embracing your style, and attracting the love and sex you want. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Eve's Guide for Regular Guys. This is episode 10. Yay! Can't believe we got to number 10. This is fantastic. It's a beautiful May day out there. It's sunny and warm. And I have some time today to do an episode of Eve's Guide a little earlier than I expected. Yes. So, hope you're doing well and settle in for some information coming your way. <laughs> so let's get right to it. Let's get started. In uh, episode two, we talked about your morning routine. And so what I want to do today is continue on with the rest of your day. These are, of course, just general guidelines. You should naturally tailor your day to your specific needs and requirements. But these are some general things that I think can, can really make a difference in your life. Some of the things that you do routinely throughout your day, even, you know, small things that you might not have given too much thought to, can make a huge difference in both how you see yourself and how others see you. I think one of the most common misconceptions that men have is that women aren't already looking at them, aren't paying attention to them, aren't interested. I hope through this series, you will learn that this is not true. <laughs> that women look at men, all men, quite a bit. And, you know, maybe we're different than you in this way, maybe not, you can tell me, but when I say that we look at you, I don't just mean that we assess your physical looks. We don't just judge your bodies in terms of, do I want to jump his bones? No, we, we look at you as a whole to see if we, if we like you or if we think we might like you. We take in a lot of information about you, not just how hot we think you are or how much you might be attractive to us. So it's important to present yourself well in lots of ways, no matter what you look like. A friendly personality, uh, a good sense of humor, quiet confidence, we'll talk about that some more, manners, class, <laughs> and uh, expertise, you know, being impressive in some way. All that will go a lot farther with us than what you look like. So all the things that you can do for yourself to, to help these things will also go a long way towards attracting a woman. Even though you might not think female eyes are on you, doesn't mean they aren't, so keep that in mind. But the things I'm going to talk about are also things I think you should consider doing, even if no one is around. Do them for yourself. Learn to appreciate and reward yourself for your own sake, regardless of who might be watching you. Taking care of yourself, having style and class will benefit you in more ways than just catching a woman's eye. Okay, so let's start with your morning, either before or after the shower routine that we went through before in other episodes. There's a two or three minute stretching routine that you can do, and I've linked to the video, that will limber you up and get rid of all the kinks and aches and pains that you might have from sleeping. They're just gentle stretches, it's nothing crazy, but it's really important to stretch out your body and limber yourself up, both for how you feel now 
and to prevent stiffness and immobility that can creep up on you as you age. It's really simple and easy. It doesn't take more than five minutes. Now, before I go too much further, let me set your mind at ease <laughs> about the issue of exercise. Exercise is something you'll hear a lot of guys, guides, talk about. Some of them focus on it almost exclusively, you know, getting the muscles. And I absolutely encourage you to start working out or playing sports if you want to, okay? But I'm not going to claim that it's the most important thing you should do or that it's for everyone because, frankly, it isn't. I mean, maybe workouts or sports will be in your future. Maybe not. But even if they are, it's something that many guys have to ease into more gradually once they're feeling better about themselves. It's absolutely a personal choice thing. And I don't want you to feel bad about yourself if you're not quite ready for that yet. There are incredible benefits to even the simplest, most basic exercise, both in terms of health and in terms of beating depression and boosting self-esteem. But I don't want you to just, you know, throw yourself into some gym clothes and start banging weights around, you know. You have to see where your interests take you. You may, you may end up loving swimming or cycling. You know, you might join a basketball game after work and just, and just love it. You might take up Tai Chi or yoga or Zumba or, you know, just so many other things. Or you might find that none of them really appeal to you. You just like to walk and think. Whatever the case, just know that it's something you should consider. It's worth thinking about, you know, all the various things you could do that count as exercise besides going to the gym. But don't put pressure on yourself. If you're not there, you're not there. And it's okay. A rippling six-pack is not a requirement for happiness. Just isn't. Okay, so now that you've stretched and showered and dressed, we talked about clothes before, you're ready to head out the door. Now you've probably heard this a million times before, and I'm not really going to get into it in a huge way, but you really should eat something for breakfast at home before you leave. You've been fasting all night. You know, you need to give your body some nutrition. Coffee and a cigarette doesn't cut it, you know? <laughs> um, if you don't like to cook, it's no problem, you know? Next time you're in the grocery store, look for breakfast stuff that is intentionally quick and easy. You know, microwavable stuff, pre-made stuff, you know? It's not going to be as healthy as cooking up something for yourself, but it's better than nothing, and it'll get you into a good habit. Even a bowl of cereal and a banana is great, you know? And it's a lot better than grabbing a greasy breakfast burrito at the train station, you know. There are literally millions of videos on YouTube about making simple and easy breakfasts. So if you like food, which, I mean, come on, who doesn't? You might want to liven up your mornings a bit by treating yourself to some new breakfast things. Just as an aside, too, if you are trying to lose weight or keep your appetite in control, try to eat more protein instead of carbs like bread or cereals in the morning. Protein is digested slowly and you'll feel full much longer. Okay, so one thing I'm going to mention here before you head out the door, something I really can't stress highly enough. Sunscreen. I mean it. Sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Sunscreen. I don't care where you live. 
unless you're plunged in darkness for five months of the year, you know. In other words, if there is daylight of any kind hitting your face and other parts of your skin, you need sunscreen. Everyone does. Every single day. Winter and summer. No exceptions. This is especially important if you have fair skin or if you're a redhead. But it's important for people with dark skin, too. Dark-skinned people have a bit more protection than fair-skinned people, but but you can still suffer a lot of damage. So don't just assume that because you have dark skin, you don't need sunscreen. You do. The sun's rays are incredibly damaging to our skin. Watch the videos I linked to if you want to see what sun damage looks like. Skin cancer is incredibly common, and it's completely preventable. And also, let's be honest, the sun can damage your skin so much that you get lines and wrinkles and that, you know, leather baseball glove look, you know, that ages you prematurely. I've also linked to a video that talks about the type of sunscreen you should look for and how much to put on. I'll just tell you briefly before you go to the video, look for a broad spectrum sunscreen, meaning that it works on both UVA and UVB with an SPF factor of 30. That's your best bet. 30 means it'll take you about 30 times longer to burn than if you were wearing nothing. And it means it blocks about 97% of the sun's rays. You should reapply this every few hours when you're outside, more frequently if you're sweating or in the water. Do this every single day. Just make it a habit like brushing your teeth. Okay, so you're out the door and you're on the way to work or school. However you get where you're going, use that time to your advantage. Find some encouraging podcasts, like this one, haha, <laughs> little plug, um, <laughs> to listen to on your way to work or school. Maybe right now you just listen to music, which is okay if it inspires you or if it uplifts you. But maybe every other day, make, make sure you spend some of your commute time more wisely. I'll give you some suggestions for some good podcasts to listen to. Most of them are under half an hour. Some of them are only about 10 minutes, so it's definitely worth it. And on alternate days, listen to something that will help you improve a skill or hobby that you have. Like learn a new language. There's got to be about a billion <laughs> language instruction podcasts you can find. Or learn about science or, or history or anything that you're curious about, even mildly curious. If you've always been sort of somewhat mildly curious about like rocks and geology, for example, find a geology podcast and just listen to it one day. It may bore you after five minutes, fine, but just try. The point is you want to use your commute to improve your life. And while you're listening, keep your head up and look around. Look out the window if you can. Do that exercise that I mentioned in an earlier episode. Start noticing things that you like and uh, choosing things based on your preferences. People watch out the window too. This is a great time to do this. Look at all the couples you see and notice that neither one of them is a supermodel and yet they've found each other. Notice all the different types of men with women and really really understand that there's nothing preventing you from being one of these guys. Okay, now at work or school, if you can, 
take five or ten minutes before you get into things to just center yourself. Close your eyes and take five deep breaths in a row. Breathing in to a count of four and out to a count of six if it's comfortable for you. Just clear your mind of your morning rush and all your worries and just bring your focus onto the task in front of you. Your day, your work assignment, your class, whatever. Be really present. Maybe you don't like your job or, or this class. Use this time to remind yourself that you're either going to change jobs <laughs> as soon as you can or you're going to find a way to make it better or that this class or job is not permanent. It doesn't define you or your life. It's just what you're doing today and you can handle it. It's really important to take breaks when you can, especially if you're sitting a lot. Make sure you get up and stretch, walk around. Do this in the bathroom if you have to, but find a way to stretch your arms over your head, bend over, touch your toes if you can, twist gently at the waist, that sort of thing. Walk around for a bit, you know, get the blood moving. If you have a scheduled break where you get to go get a drink or a snack, make that a time that you also move your body in some way, you know, walk around the office or go to a different floor, um, take the stairs and go to a different floor, walk around, you know, go outside, walk around the building, whatever. Because obviously sitting for too long in one position is a really bad idea for everyone. If you have an eye watch or a, a Fitbit or some other type of device, you can set it to remind you to stand up once every hour in case you get absorbed in what you're doing. Okay, your lunch hour. Now, a lot of people really neglect their lunch hour or half hour or whatever they get. You may think you can't do too much with that time, but I want you to start thinking of it like it's a true break from work. Don't have lunch at your desk if you can help it. Leave your workspace, if at all possible, and go anywhere else. But just get out of there, go somewhere else. If you bring your lunch to work, and you really should because it's cheaper and usually healthier, then treat yourself to some really cool lunch stuff. I'll, I'll give you some links to show you some ideas. There's a lot of cool things you can get now to make your lunchtime a little bit nicer, keep your food fresh and, you know, stuff like that. So go online, go shopping, pick out some things that you like the look and the functionality of. You can get those little cooler lunch bag things to keep things fresh. You can get a nice little thermos for soup or hot drinks. There's all sorts of great stuff. Also, set yourself the task of increasing how much water you drink. It can be tap water if you like, but it's a good idea to filter it, just to be sure. There's a company called Bobble, B-O-B-B-L-E, that has some great filter bottles. You can just wash and reuse. But for me, it's Evian. I just love that water. I don't know what it is. I can taste the difference. It's definitely my favorite water. Whatever you choose, start by challenging yourself to drinking 500 milliliters a day, which is about 16 ounces. Just sip it throughout the day, even when you're not thirsty. This is the key, because the way our bodies work, by the time you feel thirst, you're already a bit dehydrated. So drink even when you're not feeling thirsty. The added bonus is that you'll have to get up to go to the bathroom more, <laughs> which gives you a chance to move away from your desk and, and not sit so much, right? You might want to work up to, to drinking more and more bottles of water a day. Uh, over the course of the day, you know, three or four bottles easily. A lot of people manage to do that, and it really has great health benefits for them. But never, never, never just chug 
two liters of water at once to, to make your self-imposed quota. Never do that, okay? It can be very, very dangerous. Just drink water throughout the day and give your body a chance to clear it properly. You don't have to stop drinking the other things that you like either. Just add water to your day. You'll be surprised at how much it controls your appetite and your cravings. It's really amazing. Every so often, bring in little treats for everyone, if they might be appreciated. It costs so little, but you'll be such a star with everyone, you know? Bring in, like, bakery cookies, like homemade actual wonderful cookies or special little treats. It's a great way to start a conversation over coffee, and it will definitely brighten everyone's day. Especially if there's something unique about them. If they're maybe vegan or gluten-free, or they're from the new bakery that just opened up around the corner, or, or something that gets you talking. If there's a communal coffee maker there, bring in some special blend, you know, from a coffee shop or a special roaster or something. Make up a pot for everyone, get a chance to talk about it and give everyone a try. If you are having lunch with coworkers, um, bring in different food and stuff you haven't tried before. Put a few new things in your, in your containers, bring them to work and, and share them with your coworkers. Tell them you found this new thing you want to try and see if they want to try it too. Also, it's really important if you're around other people, eat slowly and deliberately. Really chew your food until it's like almost liquid in your mouth. Most people gulp down their food without even really tasting it. And this is especially true if you go out for lunch at work, because in most restaurants and places that serve processed food, the food is engineered to be so easy to ingest that you barely notice it going down your throat. Chicken fingers are a great example. They're pre-cooked twice before being frozen, so that by the time they're fried again and served to you, the meat is is so tender you almost don't have to chew it. There's all kinds of reasons for this, and I'll recommend a great book about um, what our modern food is like if you want to find out more. Bottom line, though, chew each bite slowly and carefully, and enjoy each morsel. Because the thing is, too, when you're eating around women, a lot of women will be turned off if you eat sloppily or if you inhale your food like wild hyenas are fighting you for it, you know. <laughs> if you stare at your plate, that's another thing that is really off-putting. You probably see people do this. They just, their gaze is just fixed on their plate and they just shovel the food and they just, you know, they never look up. They are just absorbed by the food on their plate. Don't do that. Look up. <laughs> you grab a piece of food on your fork and look up. It's it's done. You don't need to stare at the plate. <laughs> um, don't let crumbs and stuff collect on your lips or your facial hair. You know, don't talk with your mouth full. I know this is basic stuff. I know. But there are a couple of great videos I link to that are really funny. It'll show you the basics of table manners and and how to behave around other people when you're eating without getting too much into like what a salad fork is for and where it should go and all that. You don't need that. But these are pretty good, pretty good videos. Also, try not to eat an enormous lunch. Don't let yourself get so starving by noon or one o'clock that you just go for the, you know, the biggest lasagna you can find. Because <laughs> you'll get that 3 p.m. crash, you know, you'll just want to crawl under your desk and go to sleep. Try to eat smaller amounts of good stuff throughout the day. Bring in 
little containers. You're going to go get some new containers, right? Go get them and <laughs> bring in small amounts of like nuts and fruit, and Greek yogurt, you know, stuff like that. Something with lots of protein will really help too. Because you don't want that sugar crash from chocolate or from lots of carbs when you're trying to stay awake and productive. Find out what works best for you. Some people really respond well to having um, six or eight small meals a day like around 300 calories each meal. Other people need a fixed breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they don't want a snack in between. Just figure out what works for you. On some days, bring a lunch that you can eat while walking, like a wrap or a sandwich or something like that, and make an effort to spend most of your lunch hour walking. I know sometimes people work in very boring um, industrial type areas, but the point is not so much to enjoy your surroundings as it is to just get outside, get some fresh air and get moving. Don't forget, put on more sunscreen. <laughs> um, leave your phone behind, you know, just use the time to just think and ponder, even if it's only 10 minutes, you know, think about whatever you like. Just let your mind do the work it needs to do. Think about problems you want to solve, new things you want to try. Even just think about good memories, you know, whatever works for you. Move your body and let your mind go. If the weather's bad, try uh, walking around inside. Or there's some links uh, I'll give you to some really simple 10-minute exercises you can do at work, in your work clothes, that'll just help get the blood moving. So take the same approach to your afternoon as you did with your morning. Take five minutes when you get back to your desk or your class and take some deep breaths. Center yourself on your task for the afternoon. Take a break at least every hour to get up if you can and do a few stretches or walk around, have a drink or a snack if you need it. If you have a job where you're on your feet all day, then try to do something different. Try to find a place where you can stretch, do different muscles, things like that. At the end of your day, don't just bolt out of there, as tempting as it might be. <laughs> Take a few minutes to tidy up your work area or organize things for tomorrow. Think about what you did today, what you didn't get to, anything you want to remember for tomorrow. Write yourself a little post-it note, you know, when you're thinking of these things. It'll be easier than trying to remember it tomorrow. And say goodnight to all your coworkers, even the ones you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> be the friendly guy, you know, be that guy around your workplace. It matters. Now your commute home is a chance to sneak in a bit more walking. Yes. <laughs> if you drive, park a bit farther away. So you have to walk a few minutes longer. If you take public transit, then walk to the next stop instead of the one you usually use or start taking your bike part of the way. You know, you can always bike to a certain stop along the way and lock it up there. You don't have to cycle the whole way if it's not practical. But if you drive and you're alone in the car, I really recommend putting on some music that you love and just really cranking it and just sing your heart out. Just sing, just bellow that song. It'll make you feel so good. If you're on the bus or train, listen to it with headphones, but keep the volume down so you don't blast everybody else. Um, this is your time to start relaxing, to blow off stress, you know, to just shake off your workday. Listen to stand-up comedy podcasts something. Just let yourself relax and enjoy this time before you get home. Going home can be stressful for some people. There's all the issues we face with where we live, you know, whether it's maybe we don't like where we live, 
or there are lots of uh, repairs or bills to think about. Maybe we're having trouble with the people we live with. If that's the case with you, it's even more important that you take this time to de-stress and let loose a little. If you can, take a detour on the way home. Walk through a park or go down to the water or stop in at your favorite store and browse or do something fun on your way home. This is the best time of the day for this kind of thing. Never assume you'll do something when you get home, you know. Some people like to go to the gym or play sports immediately after work because they know once they get home and get dinner going, they're not going back out again, right? So decide what works for you, but cherish this after work time the same way you used to look forward to those hours after school when you were a kid. Remember, it was great. You'd watch TV, you'd get a snack, you could ride your bike around, you know, the sun was shining, it was great, it was fantastic. Adults need that decompression time even more than kids do. Now, whatever you do for dinner, just try to really enjoy it as much as you enjoyed lunch. If you like to cook, great. If you order in every meal, fine. Whatever works for you, just enjoy it. Don't gulp down your food. Savor it. You know, try new things. You can always make an old favorite if you really hate the new thing. Now, evenings are obviously very individual. It's your, it's your downtime. Your time to take care of household stuff or other things you need to take care of. For some people, taking a class in something they're interested in once a week is a great way to break up the week and get out of the house for at least one evening. Um, for others, it's a chance to enjoy a hobby you love. And if your job is demanding or exhausting, well, you obviously, you just want your evenings to just chill and watch TV. It's up to you. But whatever you do, do it mindfully. Don't just veg in front of the TV <laughs> watching stuff that you don't even care about. You know, don't just play video games endlessly because it's part of your routine. And it's a good idea to choose one night a week that's just what I'm going to loosely call maintenance. Maintenance of anything, everything, you know, yourself, your clothes, your laundry, your home, your gadgets, your appliances, whatever, you know, all the stuff that we have. Pick one night a week and use it to really take care of these things in your life. It's not a lot of time, but if you dedicate a few hours a week to keeping up with things, it'll really help. Maybe you're going to finally clean out that spare room and turn it into the music room you've always wanted. Um, maybe you'll take an online course you've wanted to take, you know, for your education. Or you might organize your finances and your filing system. You might just spend time fixing that broken knob on the microwave that's been bugging you since 2012, you know. <laughs> this isn't the fun stuff. It's not glamorous. But I promise you, you'll feel so good having taken care of these things. The things that really need to get done and which really nag at you. And do the same thing with your friends and family. Pick at least one night or the weekend or whatever and stay connected with your friends and family, especially if you live alone. Go out and socialize with them or Skype them or even just email if you can't connect any other way. Now, an hour before you go to bed, or about an hour, start thinking about the day ahead. Your morning self will thank you <laughs> for taking the trouble. Figure out what you're going to wear tomorrow and get it ready. Just take it out of the closet and hang it up on the outside of the door or something like that. Just so you can see if it's, you know, if it's actually in the laundry and you forgot or a button popped off and you forgot. You know, you don't want to be scrambling in the morning to find something to wear. 
Make your lunch and your snacks for tomorrow too, so you're not racing around in the morning or rushing out the door with your hair on fire. Then brush your teeth, shower if you want to feel cozy, or if you don't want to do it in the morning. And if you're into it, by the way, here's another little bit of advice from the world of, of womenly stuff that men can use. If you're into it, this is the best time to moisturize your face and keep yourself looking all handsome for the ladies. <laughs> because cellular skin repair is generally done while we sleep. Which is why you see so many night cream type products for women. It's the best time. So get a simple moisturizer that you like and just give your face a quick once over before you go to bed. Now bedtime. Okay, just like your shower routine and your towels and all your products and stuff. Don't underestimate how important where and how you sleep is to your health and well-being. If your bed is falling apart, if you don't have a proper bed, you know, like you're sleeping on a couch or on the floor, try to do what you can to get a proper bed. You don't have to spend a fortune, but please get yourself a proper bed, even just a single or a twin. Ikea's got some great ones and they don't cost very much. And once you get the bed, now you need to pay attention to what you put on it. <laughs> so many people neglect this part of their life, and it's a real shame considering that we spend so much time in bed. So I'm going to give you some suggestions here. So for sheets, just like your towels, you're going to want to look for the best quality, most comfortable sheets you can find. Egyptian cotton, again, I'm telling you, if you like it in the towels, you're going to love it in the sheets. It's going to be your very best friend. Um, and look for a high thread count. You've probably heard of this before, high thread count. It just means the weave of the fabric is very tight, that there's a lot of threads per square inch in this fabric, and that makes for a softer, better feeling fabric. The higher the thread count, you start actually feeling a little bit like satin, and it can actually feel kind of, um, kind of slippery. So for most people, a cotton sheet with a thread count of 300 is ideal. But I've included a link to a guide that you can check out for different things to consider. Get a fitted sheet and flat sheet. The fitted one is the is the one with the elastic in the corners that that fits around the mattress. The flat sheet is the one with no elastic. It goes between the fitted sheet and your blanket. If you can only get just one, just get the fitted sheet. And change your sheets regularly. Some people do it every day. I would say once or twice a week is okay, depending on whether you eat Doritos in bed, you know, and it's full of crumbs. <laughs> it's up to you. Just don't keep sleeping on the same sheets for months on end. Now, pillows. I'm going to throw in a plea here not to buy anything made of goose down or goose feathers. That industry is incredibly cruel to those poor animals, and it's completely unnecessary. Synthetic fibers in both pillows and duvets or comforters are just as good, and you're not contributing to cruelty to animals. It's also pretty common to be allergic to animal feathers and to their down, so it's a good idea to just avoid it altogether. Again, IKEA is great for their pillow and their duvet section. They categorize types of pillows based on how you sleep. You know, are you a side sleeper, a back sleeper, that kind of thing. Do you like firm support, memory foam, all that stuff. So take the time to try out different pillows. It's great because at IKEA and other big stores, you can go lie down on their beds and, and try out the, the pillows you like and buy a few pillows okay they're not that expensive you deserve more than just one little pillow you know especially if you read or 
You use the computer or you watch TV in bed. Try out neck bolsters and all that other cool stuff they have for support while you're in bed. Now duvets, or comforters as they're also called, are your best bet for a really simple, easy bed covering. You can get different washable covers for them and then just toss them on top of the bed in the morning and you're done. There's also different weights of duvets, like, like weight, for both summer and winter months. So I'd get two and rotate them throughout the year. You can get blankets to put on top of the duvet if you really like a, a cozy feeling. And if you live somewhere where it gets cold at night, take a tip from the old days and get one of those old-fashioned water bottles. <laughs> Fill it with boiling water. Put it in your bed about half an hour before you plan to go to bed. It'll be so warm and cozy in there. You will love it. <laughs> you can get hot water bottles at the drugstore. They're only a few bucks, but it makes such a difference crawling into a warm bed, especially on a really cold night. <laughs> anyway, um, no matter how tired you are, don't go to sleep in your clothes. Don't just fall into bed with <laughs> whatever you're wearing. You deserve to be comfortable when you sleep. And sleeping in your clothes will wear them out faster. If you want to sleep in the nude, woohoo, wow, go for it. Um, but if you want to sleep in something, pick something that, that becomes your sleepwear. You know, even if it's just a t-shirt and boxers, make these things your designated sleep stuff. Make sure it's loose and comfortable and made of cotton. I always laugh at those old ads from the 50s and 60s that show people in those stiff polyester pajamas with the pockets in them. <laughs> Like they're going to a board meeting in their pajamas. <laughs> and those big puffy house coats for women, you know, made of that itchy, scratchy polyester stuff. Ugh, don't do this to yourself. Find something soft, made of cotton, and make sure it's comfortable above all else. Now, speaking of comfort, I definitely suggest you use your bedtime for some self-love using audios like mine. Oh, another plug. <laughs> <laughs> or others, anything you like to help you out. It's a lot more intimate, and I think it's a little, uh, it can be a little more emotionally satisfying than watching porn, and it's more conducive to sleep afterwards. You can also listen to audios like My Sweet Nothings or other non-erotic audios by other people that are meant to help you fall asleep. Something I recommend everyone do for even just a few minutes before they go to sleep, when they're actually, you know, the lights are off and your eyes are closed and you're thinking about going to sleep or trying to sleep, is think of three things that you're grateful for. It can be big things like, I'm grateful for another healthy day, or I'm grateful I have a home and a job and people I love, or it can be small. I'm grateful Wonder Woman is coming out, because <laughs> I really am, I love Wonder Woman. Um, or I'm grateful that I saw baby swans today, you know, or I'm grateful for these 300 thread count sheets. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> even if you can only think of one thing, you know, even if you're dealing with depression or anxiety or other problems, try to find even one thing that you're grateful for. Acknowledging it regularly will help orient you and help balance out some of the depressive or anxious thoughts that you have. And getting restful sleep is really, really important. And I know a lot of people have real trouble with insomnia. If you have trouble sleeping, please take it seriously. This is something you absolutely need to fix. 
There's lots of sleep aid audios like mine or other performers. There are tons of videos on YouTube. Um, you don't have to sleep with headphones. You can even just put your phone under your pillow. You'll hear it softly, but it won't. Uh, the headphones or the earbuds won't bother your ears. Also, you can try reading in bed. That tends to make people really drowsy. I wouldn't use sleep aids as a general rule, even over-the-counter ones. The ones you can buy in the drugstore without prescription generally aren't physically addictive. But you do run the risk of becoming sort of psychologically dependent on them. And also, you may have heard of homeopathic sleep aids. You can use valerian. It's a, just a root, but be careful because too much can actually cause heart problems. Melatonin is a sleep hormone that you can try. But please keep in mind, most quote-unquote natural remedies are unregulated by the FDA or other regulatory bodies, which means that the claims they make are not proven. And you can't even be guaranteed that the bottle of stuff that you buy even contains any of that stuff. Um, they don't have to. It, they're, not, they're not approved by the FDA or any of those other bodies. Um, so not only do they do, does the stuff maybe not do anything for you, but it might not even contain any of the stuff that it says it does. So just be careful about that. If you're having serious sleep issues, your medical doctor is your best bet. Because really, sleep is so important. It's the time when we make antibodies. You know, that is the time when our immune systems are the most active. So you need sleep to help fight off colds and flus and other nasty things. Please take it seriously and do what you can to get enough sleep. As for waking, some people use those gradual daylight lamps that slowly increase the ambient light in the room and gently wake you up with soft music. I, I was thinking of trying that because I find the shrillness of an alarm clock really jarring. Maybe you do too. If you have to use an alarm or the, or the alarm setting on your phone, try putting it across the room or somewhere where you'll hear it, but it doesn't just terrify you awake, you know, startle you, get your heart pounding. <laughs> and that's it. There's another day ahead of you now, another, another chance to breathe and relax, to find things you love, find people you love, work on getting the things that you want. So I hope you try some of these things. Or using this as a guide, I hope you find some new habits and ways of doing things that work for you. Because this investment in you is well worth it. It's the key to becoming more comfortable in your skin and to being happier and more self-respecting. And when you do that, you become more attractive to the women around you. So until next time, remember, you're an attractive, interesting person capable of love, and you're well on the way to finding it. Bye for now.